It's not as fun. Welcome aboard the night train with Jeff and Henry. So sit back, relax. Travel with us to the supernatural and beyond. Join us for cocktails and conversation. Jeffrey, this evening we got a pretty interesting topic. Paige and I came up with. And I'd like you to actually talk about it. Well, I'll tell you what, Henry. Uh, I've, I've heard about this from, um, you know, a lot of books and a lot of, uh, you know, even TV shows. And, uh, well, our, uh, we're going to be talking about reincarnation. And that's the process for the soul upon the death of a body is eventually reborn to earth in another body. The soul really doesn't truly die because death is only the passing way of the physical body. And death, the soul, after death, the soul continues on to the spiritual realm where it lives for an undetermined period of time. And then it is reborn into a new body. Your soul re reincarnates over and over again until it has learned all the lessons possible on earth until your soul has evolved into the highest spiritual state and it will be continued to be reborn on earth. Now one thing I know about what I've understood about that is that you know the soul is um, is hard to destroy because it's uh, it's a vibration the soul is and it's not you know a, a physical thing. It's like energy. Yeah, it's pure energy. Yeah, and you can't destroy energy. No, you cannot. Yep. Now listen, years ago when I was in marketing and advertising, I used to go to these conventions or these trade shows. And I went to one that was called Mind, Body, and Spirit. And of course they had the crystals and then they had the person that could tell you it go get your colon cleaned. <laughs> An enema. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nothing quite like one. Yeah, I don't want to Or it could have been a colonic. Well, yeah, I'd love to have a garden garden hose stuck up my ass. I think that's a colonic. Oh, uh, it's a colonic. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> I came across a small booth, and my curiosity got the best of me. It was about wellness and your past lives. Apparently, these phobias that I carry around with me and everybody's got are stemmed off before because of previous lives. Now, the only thing that's crippling for me is snakes. I hate them. But they're cute. No, they're not. They scare the hell out of me. Be it a garter or a cobra. It's all one and the same. So, I decided I'm going to pay $35 to go lie on somebody's, some woman's couch and have her put me in a trance. Uh, through hypnotism? She hypnotized me. And I tried really hard not to get hypnotized. <laughs> that didn't work. 
You're like me. You can be hypnotized. Yeah. So, all I remember is she talked about you're in a tunnel. You're on a train. You're traveling through. You're coming to a tunnel. You're taking steps up. You start seeing a light. Enter into the light. Tell me what you see. Go into the light. Voila. So, I went into the light. It looked like Nazi Germany. Probably 1939. There were schwa stickers everywhere. I'm like, oh, screw me. I was a damn Nazi. Then that image faded away. Then all of a sudden, this cold, cold field, snow and ice everywhere. It appeared. And then the body started to appear. They're all lying together. Dead. Yes, very much so. Frozen. We were frozen. So apparently at one time in my life, I was in the SS, and I froze to death. Not pleasant. So Not you think, pleasant. So you're thinking World War II and... World War II. But it gets better. Oh. So when did the snakes come in? You'll see. Never really found out about the snakes. <laughs> All I know is that I was a soldier many times over in previous lives. And every one of them, I was killed. Oh. You never learned, did you? No. But I do have a real th uh, hatred of the cold. We know. I have announced it, haven't I? More than once. Oh, I made it publicly having... known. So, yeah, you said cold, not the cult. Cold, cold, cold weather, cold weather. Okay, just clarifying that for <laughs> our listeners. He followed the dead once, so. Yes, I followed the Grateful Dead. <laughs> to the Nassau Coliseum. Um, yes, I sat in that parking lot and I ate a sandwich. Good for you. I wanted to get in with the people. Mm-hmm. And then apparently, we're going to go back further in time. Okay. I make it as far as Verdun and the trenches of World War One. Okay. Do you know what happened? You died. I got shot in the head. Oh, no. Well, that's not fun. No, it's not. I'm sure. So in this life, you haven't gotten killed yet. No. I'm too old to be in the military anymore. Well, I, I, I did my time. And you survived. I survived. I even survived war. Yeah. So you I You learned something. I learned something how to stay alive. <laughs> so a lot of guys like, I don't want them back. Exactly. Not quite yet. But just to make sure that he doesn't forget, I'll sprinkle a lot of crazy in his head. 
And we'll just call that post-traumatic stress. So, yeah, boys and girls, it is possible. And then there's all these reenact, these actors that discuss, there's 10 famous people who actually believed, or they think they were reincarnated. There's a baby Bruce Lee. John Travolta. John Travolta, huh? Now, there's a photograph that was sold at an antique dealer made 150 years ago of available for purchase. Look closely at the image and you'll see yourself striking resemblance of the men's, uh, the man's eyes, his hairline, and most importantly, that unique trademark chin that John Travolta had. Now, you know he's a Scientologist. Right. Now, they really don't talk a lot about reincarnation in Scientology. Ron L. Harbert didn't re really go into a lot of books about it. Many people have certainly lived lives prior to their current one. Past lives are not a dogma in Scientology. It's but generally, Scientologists during the auditing experience of the past life and known to themselves have lived before. Hmm. Now, did you know that Conan O'Brien was also a much publicized tough? Yeah. You know, when he, he, he took over the Tonight Show? Mm hmm he walked away with a hefty sum of $34 million in his pocket. <laughs> Way overpaid. And he returned. I think what was really interesting is that there's a picture of an image. You look at it, and it's him as a Civil War soldier. I see the cheekbones. Yeah, I could see that. And it's kind of got the same dour look. Yeah. I guess we'll publish that on the, on the website, on Facebook. That way y'all can take a peek. And, and Twitter. basically it looks like Conan himself is a spinning image of Marshall Harvey Twitchell. Who back in the 1860s served in the, uni served in the Union Army. If you take a look at the picture, he represents the soldier. He resembles him, doesn't he? He resembles him. Now, the one thing that I was really interested in was when you tell me about Greta Thornburg. <laughs> at first, I was like, who in the hell is this? And I'm surprised you haven't heard of her. Well, no, I'd like to stay under the rock where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, there. You know, you know everybody. Yeah. I know you, I know Jeff. What more do I need? This is true. Well, this little activist monkey, there's a photograph 
of a girl in a picture that looks just like Greta Thornburg. Bless her heart. The image explains why she takes, she refuses to take a plane across the Atlantic because she prefers to travel by boat. Obviously, time travelers suffer with some kind of aversion to technology. Uh huh. Uh huh. <sighs> then we have. Our beloved actress friend, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, boy. Beloved. Yeah. I'm stretching it. <clears throat> Apparently, uh, she is reincarnated from a woman called Zubata Tharwet. Can you pronounce that, Jeff? That's close enough. <laughs> now, there is a very much a striking resemblance, uh, resemblance to this woman. Do you know who she really reminds me of? Who's Zimbabwe? Yeah. Or Jennifer Lawrence? Well, both of them, they kind of look like um, Elizabeth Taylor in the younger days when she did Cleopatra. Zimbabwe does. Yeah, I know. Well, that's just me. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as a little bit more um, history-ish, uh, Napoleon had a uh, <clears throat> had a vision of himself as Charlemagne. Now, of course, everybody knows that Napoleon was a French military leader. And emperor who was famous for conquering much of Europe in the early 19th century. But he visualized himself as an heir of the Roman emperors and even imitated the mannerisms of an emperor. He also had paintings commissioned showing him with a similar, with a similar fashion as Emperor Titus. He strongly believed that he was destined to rule over the Roman Empire, which led him to adopt the Roman eagle as a symbol. He was also captivated with Charlemagne, who is the father of Europe, that on his coronation, his crown was made to look similar to what Charlemagne had worn. And also, Charlemagne's sword was used at the ceremony. Napoleon may also have been posing as his beloved icon, but Napoleon also regarded himself as the re reincarnation of Charlemagne because in 1809, Napoleon told the papal representatives in a previous life, that he was Charlemagne. And now, as, a, as another uh, great leader, well, in the army anyways, was uh, General, General George S. Patton. Now, Patton is America's greatest combat general of the Second World War. Well, yes, he is. Yeah, he led the Third Army in a very successful sweep across France during, the World, War, during World War II in 1944. He was a firm believer in reincarnation. He also talked about having seen clear, lifelike versions of his ancestors. He believed he was the reincarnation of the Carthaginian George Hannibal. Patton was also a poet, and following a verse from his poem 
called through a, a glass darkly. He said, So as through a glass and darkly the age long strife I see, where I fought many guises, many names, but always me. His poem declares that he had been reborn many times as a soldier, and it illustrates how he fought as a Greek phalanx and Roman legionnaire, a medieval warrior, and a sailor on a warship. Another surprising fact about General Patton was that he was taken to Langres, France, on his first assignment during World War One, and he had never been there and never visited the place before, but he knew it quite well. And in the end, it was him who gave the French liaison, <clears throat> the French liaison officer, a guided tour. And my only, uh, I guess, celebrity that I can mention is Sylvester Stallone. Now, his mother, Jacqueline, is a psychic and an astrologer, and Stallone believes in past lives. I think even Jackie Stallone even had her own little uh, show where she would... Um, I think she did. Yes, yeah, she did. Read, uh, what, fortunes and stuff? Yeah, it was a psychic cock by Jacqueline Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Sly believes that he had at least four past lives. In an interview, he mentioned one of his past lives in which he experienced a horrific death where he lost his head during the French Revolution. He said it happened during a party when the interviewer said how awful it must have been to be guillotined. He was surprised to hear Sly Stone respond, It doesn't hurt. You don't feel anything except your head hit the basket and that's it. Stallone also believes he was also once a boxer killed by a knockout punch in the 1930s. And this probably had something to do with the success of his role in Rocky Balboa in the movie Rocky. He also wants to be reborn in the heavy, as a heavyweight champion of the world. Eh, who knows about that? Oh, and then there's Phil Collins. Really? Yeah. Do tell. The lead singer and drummer of the band Genesis. He is strangely consumed with the siege of the Alamo in a far off San Antonio, in his far off San Antonio, Texas. Obviously, you know, Phil, he's a, a British guy. But he has the largest private collection of artifacts and documents related to this 1836 battle where the Mexican army wiped out the American garrison. During his childhood, he enjoyed playing with toy soldiers and reenacting the Battle of the Alamo. When he was done playing with them, he had the inexplicable urge to burn all the plastic soldiers. <laughs> Many years later, he found out that Mexican General Santa Ana had ordered the bodies of the defenders to be cremated. Also, Jones has photographs of the Alamo that shows glowing orbs. And, of course, orbs are considered by the paranormal investigators to be manifestations of spirit energy. So he believes that he lived during this time in one of his past lives. Hmm. That's interesting. So he was an Alamo defender or a Mexican? I'm going to say that he was... Uh, an Alamo Mexican. Oh. Because, I mean, just the fact that, uh, you know, they, they burn all the plastic sword soldiers by the order of uh, General Santa, Santa Ana. Santa Yeah. That I'm aware of. Now, my curiosity also got the best of me is I was looking at a picture of Madonna and Matahari. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, 
We know Madonna is a really interesting woman. Yes. But Mata Hari, the spy of the World War One. I. I don't know. I gotta get up. Excuse me. Stand. Well, I mean, Madonna's kind of a strange creature in her own her own right. But um, I don't know. I'm drawn to movies about, well, mostly war movies. My favorite ones, I think, are uh, World War Two. Saving be Private a, it, Ryan. Huh? Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that was really good. And um, A Bridge Too Far is really good, too. That's a classic. <clears throat> Did you ever get regressed? Huh? No. You ever had your past lives? No. Yeah. And also, I'm really uh, interested in... Um, Vietnam movies, but uh, I don't think that would apply to me since I was born in 1967. Yeah, I think it's kind of... Yeah. So... Well, I've been told I'm an old soul. So oh, I'm, yeah, I mean, you like the Renaissance. Yeah. You like, um... Ancient history sometimes. Yeah, ancient history and, uh... The thirties, even... A, you know, Downton it, Abbey. Downton Abbey, yep, yep, yep. But I'm just thinking since I, I've been called an old soul, that means I haven't learned my lessons yet. I keep coming back to learn more. Mm-hmm. I'm a slow learner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just weird is that, um, you know, animals are re re also reincarnated as animals. And there's a lot of... Uh, religions that think that you can be re reincarnated as, a, as an animal especially uh, in India India the Hindus yeah that's why they don't kill cows yeah might kill somebody yeah might kill a family member or I tell you what some of them big fat cows they got a lot of meat on them I <laughs> it's like good. ooh those are good hamburgers and good mm -hmm. steak so no hamburgers in India I assume well depending on where you are I think I mean I I don't think I'd eat anything in India. <laughs> Not with the water that they have down there. Ah. All right, the pervert Henry comes out. Yes, I used to date a Hindu girl. Who came from India. That's not being perverted. It's just you date somebody from India. She was really pretty. Hey. Oh, them, Indi them girls from India are very pretty. Yeah. Unfortunately, it never went anywhere. It yeah. was too culturally different. It's the way it happens. I know. Can you believe it? I know. I'm perfect. Well, I'll, I'll ask your wife. <laughs> yeah, all right. You then. <laughs> She'll give me the same hesitation. <laughs> and but, a laundry list. <laughs> well, can Jeff and I. Yeah, you We're got culturally it. different. Yep. I've seen some of your arguments. <laughs> They're always a good time. <laughs> Half of them don't even make sense. I mean, I'm from southwest Louisiana. He's Mexican. I mean, <laughs> I'm a Germex. You're Germex, excuse me. One quarter German, three quarters Mexican. Yep. And I'm pretty much... We um, don't know what you are. I'm a mutt. But I'm a I'm Cajun, aka Kunas, so there's a little different here. 
You better explain what a coon ass is to our... I said Cajun, a.k.a. coon ass. Yeah, but what is a Cajun? Somebody from, who's has a French background. From Louisiana, French. Um, they come from the Huguenot French. They're French. We have some, some Spanish. Native American. All around typical American girl. Or mutts. Yeah, she's a mutt. I, on the other hand, am 85% Irish. And okay. What's the other? Oh, you're going to love this. Moroccan. Uh, no, I'm Iberian Peninsula. Thank you, please. You're what? Iberian Peninsula. <laughs> and then I've got... Um, I know that there's a small percentage of Scandinavian. So basically, I'm a freaking Viking. Mm-hmm. Or descendants of skull. I think my son's got a lot of Viking in him, a lot of Scandinavian. Really? Because he looks very Nordic. Your son? Mm-hmm. And he came from me. But he said we also have like that um some Scottish and Celtic background, which means he probably will have some Scandinavian in him. Nordic because of the breeding and settling and Yeah. Well, you know the Vikings, they went all over. Exactly. So, it's they settled there, too. They and, you know. Now, the worst of it is, is there's this tradition known as in Ireland of being black Irish, which is... Uh, coffee? Huh? A coffee? Well, no, I'm not going to be a coffee. <laughs> uh, black that Irish is basically... Like a good coffee, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> no, it's where... I am descendants of, I have Latin American, which is the Iberian Peninsula, and since I'm Catholic, now I'm known as Black Irish. Well, they did uh, travel. Yes, they did. So, for all you people out there, I am Black and Proud. <laughs> black and Proud Irish. Black Irish. A black Irish. I'm, I'm white bread. Uh, no, my wife is really the white bread. You cut her quick and all you see is white meat. Irish and French Canadian. Please. I'd like to do a um, DNA yeah. test on myself to see what, where I came from because it would be interesting. No, I'm afraid to actually do that. Me too. I don't want somebody keeping my DNA in some kind of container. Yeah, that's it. Um, cause but, you know, but, uh, but your wife is adorable. She is. Yeah, we love our Nikki. Yeah. Well, Ryan wanted to get his roots done because he was actually, he was trying to come up with like, when he's, as an actor, he needs to know what nationalities he is. And he was always curious about it. So, yeah, my son did that too, and he found uh, found that I had a half brother somewhere in uh, Minnesota. Oh, on your father's mother's side? Well, my natural father's side. Your your sperm donor side. Yeah. He ain't your natural father. He's your sperm donor. Both mean about <laughs> the same thing. So he was desperate for cash, and he slapped Whitey for money. Nope. No. Mm -mm. Uh, my uh, 
My um, one night stand. Mm. A weekend. No, my my uh, my sperm donor dad was kind of like a Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. So. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah, he um, when he came back from Vietnam, he was um, he wasn't the, wasn't the same from what I'm told. Well, who was right after coming back from Vietnam? I can't even imagine. So, yeah. That's why I referred to him as a sperm donor. Yeah. But, yeah. Look at that cat. I'm sorry. What's she doing? Oh. What is it? The, the elusive floof? <laughs> no, 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 Get out of there. Yep, the elusive floof. She's not, she's where she's not supposed to be. Stinker. Well, folks... That's our show for tonight. And um, we opened up to you all so you can know kind of like who we are as people too. So I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to hit us up on Facebook and Patreon and Twitter. Facebook with uh, Henry and Jeff on the night train. Night night.